Hey, welcome to the Bartender's Perspective. I'm so happy to have you here. Work is done for the day. Pull up a chair, have a seat. I'll pour you a drink. Let's get started. Tonight's podcast is about something that we all go through, whether we're in high school, college, or out in the adult world. I want to talk about the power of learning, the uninteresting, and why it matters. You know, this topic, it teaches us the many depths of human curiosity and the importance of learning beyond our interest. I think it's important, you know, to discuss, you know, what's crucial about it, you know, things that you may not be interested in. So let's do it. Let's take a moment to talk about the thing we all love, the comfort zone. You know, we often find ourselves comfortably nestled, you know, like a baby bird in the nest in our own areas of interest. But what happens when we venture outside this comfort zone? You know, taking the time to look at subjects you know we're not drawn to and can broaden you know the horizon for us or even stimulate you know intellectual growth take traveling to a foreign country for instance and when i was younger i traveled outside the country with my family my dad generally took care of everything you know he flew our family to england when i was much younger man that was definitely an experience uh, the, the idea of a three-wheeled car, you know, that terrified me as a kid. And I will never understand the concept of riding up the left side of the road versus the right. And you pick up some interesting things. You know, the English, for those of you who, who don't know, um, they call their fries chips. And then they call their chips crisps. Uh, here in the States, you know, we've got this... A snack, or well, at least we did. I'm sorry, back in the late '80s. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still find it in stores today. You know, munchies and crunchies. When we were visiting England, you know, my sister was hungry. Walked into uh, a market of sorts, and she asked the lady for munchies and crunchies. And the lady gave her this perplexed look, and she's like, "What?" And the lady's like, "Okay, well, we have them, but do you want munchies or?" Do you want crunchies? You know, so in England, they they don't have munchies and crunchies. They have a snack called munchies and then a separate snack called crunchies. Random. Um, you know, the place where we stayed when we were over there, you know, they have a TV with exactly four channels and generally nothing on. I was 11, so it was excruciating. And I tell you that the exploits of my family, especially when we're all together. This one I still like telling to this day. We were in this little tiny English car traveling up the left side of the road. You know, I got my sisters on either side of me with me in the back seat and my parents up front. So my mother was particular about getting to where we were going. You know, my dad likes to take pictures of, of everything pra practically. And we were coming up on the Welcome to Scotland sign. And my dad wanted to pull over and get a picture. My mother said no. And they argued for a moment. So my dad just shoots the car off the side of the road. Mind you, we're not exactly going slow. Slams on the brakes. And y'all, the side of the road is all gravel. Slams on the brakes. And we're all screaming at the top of our lungs as this car is sliding like a bad episode of The Simpsons. As we're about to crash. 
stops within I, I, it, probably less than a foot, two feet of the Scotland sign. <laughs> my dad got out and got the picture. <sighs> I got back in, I got my picture, and we went on our way. <laughs> oh, that story. That's fun to recant. But, yeah, traveling abroad, yeah, that's important. I tell you, I wasn't really much into it, you know, I, uh, as far as an interest in travel. Because I, then, you know, I got motion sickness on the plane, you know, and then there and back. It wasn't quite as bad then because I had medicine on the way back. But anyways, but later on when I was in college, I took this course called History and Systems in Psychology. And I was you know, revisited with this topic. I remember this day, my professor taught me. She'd expressed the importance of traveling abroad and seeing how another society lives. You know, this endeavor, it was important, you know, because it'll change your perspective to see how another society of people lives. You know, textbooks and lectures, they can only teach you so much. It's the companionship of experience that drastically changes things for the better. You know, and later on down the road, you know, I mentioned this, and I think several, you know, Pat, past podcasts, you know, I finally took her advice and I took a trip to the Czech Republic and just to see how different, you know, their society was from ours. I tell you what, how forceful those people can be. Beautiful city, great food, cold drinks, but definitely not the nicest people in the world. And I tell you what, their uh, driving laws are ridiculous. We're walking to the city center, like in a populated area. This man comes gunning it down the road, probably almost 40, 45 miles an hour through the city center. And this woman just walks in the middle of the road. I don't know if she was expecting him to stop. But sure enough, he he did slam on his brakes at the last minute, and she jumped up and landed on his hood. I kid you not, y'all. This actually happened. It was just, wow. That's all I can say. You know, another thing about the Czech Republic, their crime rate is less than 5%, or at least back in 2018, it was less than 5%. And it was just the most amazing thing to me. And a friend of mine and I were coming out of a, a blacklight putt-putt place. It was 1.30 in the morning. It was one of those places you could play like as much as you want. And we played for a couple hours, and then we're leaving at 1 a.m. in the morning. It's dark. We're coming out of, you know, as a dark alleyway. And... Literally, this group of kids, probably seven, eight, nine, had to have been around that age bracket, was still out at that hour of the morning. You know, it just really put into perspective, you know, that would never happen here. I mean, well, maybe not everybody. I just, But, you know, from my perspective in this case, that's just not something that you see all the time. It just blew my mind. So, yeah, if you want to step out of your comfort zone, travel y'all it's worth it and you only live once so you know what's so cool our world is incredibly interconnected and you just never know when you know seemingly unrelated knowledge might become invaluable a couple of my bar regulars um john and sarah uh jack and coke and 16 ounce stella uh, provided me the opportunity to share their story about becoming um, professionals in the field of digital marketing. 
You know, John, he was a marketing professional. He went to a digital marketing conference during one of the sessions, and he ended up in a conversation with Sarah, who was also attending at the time. They discovered uh, that they'd had a deep interest in social media marketing and ended up exchanging uh, contact information. And then over the next few months, I mean, this was such a cool story. You know, John and Sarah stayed in touch, sharing articles, insights, uh, and and things they were passionate about or they had in common. You know, they collaborated on social media, on marketing projects, and they ended up doing one at one point for a nonprofit organization uh, here in the city. Their successful collaboration uh, caught the attention of a marketing agency an executive who back then had also attended the same conference. And impressed by their work, uh, the executive you know, gave them both positions at their agency. And this, this led to a new career opportunity for both of them. Last I checked, I see them every so often. They're currently doing some overseas work, uh, now running their own agency. You know, this chance meeting at a professional event not only deepens their shared interests, but also opens doors you know, to exciting career prospects. And I mean, my goodness, a thriving collaboration in the field of digital, digital marketing. I miss you guys. So learning about topics you know, that don't initially you know, captivate us can, can help us foster empathy. Understanding an experience and a perspective of another, even if it doesn't align with our interests, it's definitely a fundamental step you know, towards you know, building a bridge to a more, I don't know, compassionate, understanding society. So this one's pretty big. You know, let's consider the topic of homelessness. You know, for many, you know, it might not, you know, homelessness might not be a subject that naturally interests you, know, interest you. But looking at the perspective of somebody who, of a homeless individual, you know, and a challenge they face, I mean, Understanding the underlying cause of homelessness, you know, the struggles that people go through, and the efforts of organizations and the, you know those individuals to address that issue. I mean, it's just you know, help you develop empathy for those who are less fortunate. You know, this understanding it can inspire you to get involved, you know, in charitable advocacy work. You know, in, in the process of helping somebody else, you're helping yourself by getting to know yourself better. And this helps you to help those people who would have been happy with having a landline while you're worrying about the next app uploading on your phone. (laughs) I had a mother that used to come through. She worked at Bank of America. Um, My mother, she was a mother too. She was uh, was a successful businesswoman. Until she moved, she came in every day. You know, talking to her, I got to know a little bit about her. As it turns out, when she was younger, you know, she was homeless for a number of years. She and her two children were living shelter to shelter, you know, never knowing where their next place or their meal would be. And there was a couple times, I mean, it, it broke my heart. She even dug through the garbage you know, outside of restaurants just to find food to feed them you know, when the soup kitchens weren't an option. I was shocked, y'all, to learn all this from such a successful woman. You know, and that's only a handful of what she told me. But I can tell you this. I had a much deeper appreciation for the roof that is currently over my head. 
the job I have. So, wow, it's an amazing story. So let's talk about cognitive flexibility. It's it's a great concept. It's essentially the ability to adapt, you know, our thinking to different situations. You know, using this, you know, it, it helps you to be a better problem solver, you know, and ultimately a decision maker. You know, this is used, my goodness, uh, politicians, doctors, lawyers, service industry professionals. You know, lawyers use this in their everyday affairs as far as, you know, let's say they're in trial and they've got to do a line of questioning and, you know, maybe somebody objects and then, you know, the judge, you know, says sustained or overruled or to rephrase. And, you know, it's essentially guiding the narrative, but they're adapting to the situation as it goes along. You know, the same could be said for salespeople or headhunters, you know, adapting to who's in front of them. And of course, in the service industry, you know, you can't leave, can't leave us out, you know, servers and bartenders, I mean, for the ones who want to be observant, <laughs> you know, we're looking at when somebody walks to the door, I mean, what are they, what are they thinking when they sit down? Do they straight away look at a menu? Are they looking around? Are they smiling? Are they slouching? You know, if you ask them how they're doing, you know, <clears throat> this is a, a useful skill, you know, cognitive flexibility. You know, because it does, it helps you to adapt and to learn, to grow, you know, and, and the process of becoming better problem solvers, you know, it makes us give and helps us give better service. So, yeah, it's a really cool concept. <clears throat> you know, sometimes diving into the uninteresting can lead to surprising moments, you know, of joy and wonder. I used to work. Uh, closer to the arts district. I had a regular, she had an accounting job. It was dull and uninteresting. And, you know, she talked about it all, all the time. Well, complained about it, if you will. And then one day she came through with a friend and she was so happy. And they wanted to have drinks and, you know, uh, celebrate. And, you know, I'm like, wow, what happened? Well, her friend got her involved in a local community theater production that was going on nearby. She volunteered, you know, to help with the financing and budgeting for the, you know, for the play. You know, she was a little, you know, shy at first and a little, you know, hesitant, you know, because she didn't want to step out of, you know, the accounting world that was her bubble. But, you know, as she began, you know, to get into the financial aspects of the theater production, you know, she found a fascination for budgeting and financial management in the arts. And as she... She learned about, you know, this the unique financial challenges. Apparently, there are unique financial challenges, you know, that are faced by theaters and creative projects, you know, over dull, uh, dull, boring, just general accounting. You know, because of this, you know, that led her to explore, you know, courses in arts management. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, she's in New York now. She pursued a career as a financial consultant specializing in the arts and the entertainment industry. So in this unassuming endeavor, you know, she not only found joy in her work, but also developed a deep passion, you know, for supporting the arts. You know, helping artists and theaters thrive financially. You know, this unexpected journey, it, it you know, taught her. You know, sometimes, you know, looking into the seemingly uninteresting can open doors to surprising moments. You know, of, of 
joy and things you just did not know that you would ever be interested in, you know, and this led to the discovery of that new passion and career path. I hope she's doing well. I had a young lady who was attending school at a local college a while ago talk to me about, you know, history and how dull it was. But she told me something you know, about something she did, you know, to make it interesting. You know, this was one of the original stories that led me to this particular topic. I mean, it was a great idea. She was required to take a history class in high school, even though she had little interest in the subject. She found the topic of ancient civilizations, you know, and timelines to be dry, you know, and unengaging. But rather than complain about it, she decided to approach, you know, her learning, you know, a little bit differently. So she starts a blog, she documents her journey, you know, and just tries to make it, you know, history, you know, more interesting for herself. She had talked about her struggles in her blog, you know, created mnemonic device, uh, devices to remember historical dates, you know, find connections to my, you know, modern day connections to the past. You know, she, I guess, interviewed her history teacher and classmates, you know, to gather different perspectives. But over time, her blog, it gained a following, you know, and they appreciated her creative approach, you know, to learning, you know, an uninteresting topic. You know, she, she made fun of it, you know, like it was really fun to do. Yeah, she was double, uh, doing a double major in history and social media, if I remember correctly. But she's a great example, you know, that with the right mindset and creativity, you know, it's possible to share, you know, your experience of learning something, you know, so uninteresting. I mean, you know, not to everybody. And even make it engaging, you know, for others. Yeah, it was such a great, it was such a great story. You know, one last thing I want to share, you know, sharing a bit of humility um, about my learning, about life. I was a musician. I'm still a musician, but when I was younger, and I started school as a musician, then I took jazz class. You know, it was just an elective that you know I decided to take. And you know, think about jazz; it had a lot of sharps and flats and a lot of you know dissonance to it. And at the time, my young naive self, I just you know my writing style, I didn't like things that were dissonant. You know, so I took the class for about a week and I just expressed to the professor, you know, that I just, it wasn't, you know, interesting. You know, it, just, it was just, yeah, and I dropped the class. But I look back on it now, you know, this was the other, you know, gleaming example of, of why I did this podcast. Because I look back and realize that despite not being interested in jazz. You know, it learning how to read and write those sharps and flats, you know, it was learning something new that I didn't already know. And even if I didn't necessarily like jazz, you know, it would help me to become a better musician. It would help me to read better. You know, the great thing at the very least, you know, it's never too late. And, you know, I've since I do listen to a good bit of jazz and I've started reading, you know, a lot of jazz music and it has indeed helped me to be, you know, a better you know, player on the piano. So it's just really important, y'all, you know, even if it's not something that you're interested in, you know, 
just go ahead and learn it anyways. You never know what you might find. But as we navigate the vast landscape of knowledge, you know, let us remember, curiosity doesn't necessarily always kill the cat. Definitely keep an open mind. Next time you come across something that seems dull and mundane, you know, give it a chance. You might find a treasure trove of wisdom, you know, just waiting you know, to be discovered, like in the Indiana Jones movie. Remember that the pursuit of knowledge is a journey. And sometimes the most valuable destinations, you know, they lie beyond our interest. Learning the uninteresting can be a powerful tool, you know, for growth, empathy, and, you know, you never know what kind of connection you're going to make. You know, so keep that in mind, y'all, as you deal your daily lives. But in closing, if you like my podcast, please feel free to tell at least three people about my podcast. If you think they'll get something out of it, this will help me to continue to get my message out there to more people. But unless you want another drink, thank you for stopping in. Here's your check. My regular podcast hours are as always every Sunday night at 7 p.m. So you can come back and see me then. Have a great night. Mm-hmm.